Hi, I'm Bob Merberg. Welcome to the Hi-Ho Podcast, produced in conjunction with the Hi-Ho Newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter at hiho.substack.com. That's H-E-I-G-H-H-O dot substack dot com. Have some new intro and outro music today. I hope that's okay with you. In today's episode, we take an unprecedented look at Parkinson's Law, which states that work expands to fill the time available to complete it. Off we go. In 1955, British naval historian Cyril Northcote Parkinson published in The Economist an article about bloated government bureaucracies stating, quote, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion, end quote. The proposition has been immortalized as a workplace axiom and has been the subject of sciency experiments Summarized in a BBC article, The Law That Explains Why You Can't Get Anything Done, which I'll link to in the show notes. Unfortunately, as the BBC title makes clear, Parkinson's Law is typically misinterpreted as a statement about procrastination and personal ineffectiveness. Devoted Parkinsonians too soon forget that old Parky was a jokester submitting to The Economist the piece he originally drafted with British humor magazine Punch in mind. Here's a soundbite of him saying as much. It was unserious in form, and it might have been sent to a humorous magazine. Instead, and I think more wisely, I sent it to The London Economist. While his tongue may be firmly planted in his cheek, Parkinson indeed relies on humor to make a point he deems valid. The article is about administrative agencies overgrown by government officials, translatable to swollen corporate bureaucracies. But Parkinson kicks it off with the general statement about work expansion clumsily illustrated with an anecdote. An elderly lady, this is a quote, of leisure, can spend an entire day in writing and dispatching a postcard to her niece, Parkinson writes. An hour will be spent finding the postcard, another hunting for spectacles, half an hour in a search for the address, an hour and a quarter in composition, and 20 minutes in deciding whether to take an umbrella when going to the pillar box in the next street, end quote. Notwithstanding the sexism and ageism predictable for his era, Parkinson isn't describing procrastination per se. His elderly lady dawdles, but not to avoid an unsatisfying task. Either way, Parkinson immediately digresses from the topic of individual behavior, never to return and connect task performance to the theme of organizations. Ironically, the anecdote exhibits Parkinson's own literary dawdling as it delays his main point and serves no purpose. Yet, with his irrelevant example, 
Parkinson sows in our collective consciousness the seeds of a connection between work expansion and worker inefficiency. Parkinson's real point is unbridled growth of organizations, which he attributes to two behaviors common to managers. One, seeking to multiply subordinates. Two, creating unnecessary work for other managers. We can infer that the work managers generate ultimately is delegated to rank-and-file workers. Parkinson states, quote, The rise in the total of those employed is governed by Parkinson's law and would be much the same whether the volume of the work were to increase, diminish, or even disappear, end quote. He inadvertently perpetuates the time-honored practice of blaming workers for organizations' systemic dysfunction. I say inadvertently because, with the exception of his confusing elderly lady anecdote, Parkinson doesn't impugn individual workers. Summarizing another example in which a document is circulated through several tiers of unnecessary revisions and approvals, he concludes, quote, Far more people have taken far longer to produce the same result. No one has been idle. All have done their best, end quote. He fails to note that proliferation of unnecessary jobs leaves job holders yearning for purpose. I believe this is what Jonathan Malasek refers to in his stellar book, The End of Burnout, when he writes, quote, Even while work is expanding and intensifying, there is also evidence that it is becoming more trivial and pointless forcing workers to spend time and energy on tasks that don't matter. Much of what people do at work is mere administrative box-ticking. Most articles about Parkinson's law are accompanied by shallow advice that takes aim at the behavior of individuals like motivate employees with tight and forcible deadlines. Similarly, Personal productivity hustlers sell content telling us how to fight Parkinson's law and crush it at work with radical tactics like setting goals and waking up earlier. I'm loath to distill anything in working life into easy steps, but I'm compelled to counter others' myopic takeaways. Based on a close reading of Parkinson's article, which states not that employees are slackers, but that work is elastic in its demands on time, here are seven tips for leaders. One, shorten the work week, ideally accompanied by universal health care, overtime regulation, and a minimum wage of at least $25 per hour, all necessary to protect the well-being of lower-wage workers. Two. Grant paid family leave of at least 18 weeks, the amount of maternity leave recommended by the International Labor Organization and already available to workers in at least 52 countries. Because work is 
elastic, at year-end, knowledge workers will have produced the same output regardless of whether they have 8 weeks or 18 weeks off. 3. Provide at least 4 weeks annual vacation. 4. HR and wellness professionals, be mindful of your tingling spidey sense when vendors promise savings from reduced presenteeism and absenteeism. Methods of converting these rates to payroll savings were shown to be unvalidated in 2007 and haven't been improved since, especially for knowledge workers whose productivity is hard to measure. 5. Offer paid sabbatical of 12 weeks for every five years worked. 6. Don't overhire and then lay workers off. You see my previous post, layoff notices, what they say versus what they really mean, and the Wharton article, How Layoffs Hurt Companies, which are linked to in the show notes. 7. Stop claiming that remote employees are working fewer hours and consequently reducing productivity. Time and output, according to Parkinson's law, are distinct metrics. Workers can fold laundry, walk Fido, check the fridge, and retrieve little Liam and Olivia from daycare without hindering their productivity. Parkinson's law may have some validity, but the fact that a lighthearted piece of humor has been immortalized as a principle of business, distorted to mischaracterize workers, tells us more about business than Parkinson ever did. <laughs> 